to Single Soulmate Podcast, where we help you, the love warrior or love warrior to be, to go from single to with your soulmate, living the life of your dreams. Hello, welcome to a special episode where we're going to be talking today about do you have the emotional maturity for marriage? So it almost sounds like an accusation, but it's not an accusation. What it is is an ex- an opportunity for exploration. And even in that that statement, that this is an opportunity for exploration, this is kind of like a little pop quiz on do you have the emotional maturity for marriage? Because one of the things we know in marriage is that when someone is talking about something that is, the person who is less emotionally mature will see everything as an attack. And so... Uh, I'm not attacking you. Uh, This is just an opportunity to have a discussion about do you have the emotional maturity for marriage and then how to get that emotional maturity for marriage, right? So um, too many people want marriage like an ornament. Now, of course, as a co-founder of the Feminine Radiance and Courage Institute, along with my wife, Dr. Lara Fernandez, uh, we work exclusively with women, with women. Uh, high-achieving, professional, smart women who have some measure of success in life but are missing that special someone. And so uh, let's just talk about women. Too many women want marriage like an ornament in their life. Like they basically want to run their life and then they want the guy as like an ornament in their life. And it's kind of like you've got the team, you've got the squad, you just want him to play on your team. And this is really not how marriage works, and it's definitely not how masculine-feminine dynamics work. So, so how do uh, how do marriages work and masculine-feminine dynamics work? Well, in in the current culture, they're not working. That's why it's fifty percent uh, and climbing of divorces. That's why seventy-five percent and climbing of second uh, marriages end in divorce. That's why you probably couldn't. You could probably couldn't fill up your hand with happy, healthy relationships around you that you know personally. You might not even be able to find them in the media because so many uh, marriages, divorces, dysfunction, all kinds of drama has become so much the norm. You probably couldn't fill one hand looking at the TV shows or movies where the kind of relationships that you see are the kind of relationships that you want. And so when we look at the fact that, again, over 50% of marriages end in divorce, we look at over 75% of second marriages end in divorce, and the numbers of divorce goes higher for third and fourth marriages, uh, what we recognize is the current culture and the way marriage, men, women relating to each other is, is, is being depicted and being modeled is broken. You know that. Mating, dating, and relating as it is current today is broken. And so let's talk about um, even, by the way, the marriages that are still intact, a lot of them have, they're, they're running with addictions and, and, and there's affairs and there's sexless marriages, a surprisingly high number of sexless marriages. And um, You know, like people like one spouse is more in love with their job than their spouse or more in love with their phone than their spouse. And so the current conventional wisdom that is out there is like marching you down a path to a cliff that you can't even see. And over the cliff is the abyss. What's the abyss? 
those those unhappy marriages, those sexless marriages, this life of being single. More people are single now than ever in American history. And the, the, the statistics are the same all around the world in the Western world. Why is that? Because the masculine feminine dynamics, dating, mating, and relating in the current culture that is being put out there is broken. It's dysfunctional. It's not working. You know that. You can feel that. You, you, you have a feeling of what the heck is wrong with men these days. You know what men are saying? What the heck is wrong with women these days? But the, the, the reality is there's something wrong with the way you've been taught to date, mate, and relate to a man. And there's something wrong with the way men are being told to date, mate, and relate to a woman. And so since we work exclusively with women and we study women and you have a lot more power in a relationship than you've ever been been taught in the current culture we're going I'm going to talk to you just as a as a woman about this and so uh, as I said, the current conventional wisdom is just marching you down a path you're going to go over a cliff into an abyss and end up like the unha- the most unhappy woman in America today statistically speaking is in her 40s or 50s childless and she didn't want to be uh, or single parenting and exhausted and basically married to her job looking for her job her career her professional success to give her all of the fulfillment that it just can't do now does that mean that you have to quit your job or something to have a, a good relationship no but you you can't have a, a life that revolves around your career and makes money, finances, your number one priority in life because what's happening is you're preparing for a life of being alone. So that's why you need to have that career because you're not going to have anybody to share your life with. You're not going to have anybody to grow old with. You're not going to have anybody to uh, take care of things financially when you're not well or sick or whatever, you know, things like that. You're not going to have anybody. So you're preparing. It's like Einstein said, you can't both prepare for war and prevent war. So you're preparing for a life alone, but wishing that that wasn't happening. That that doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. You're just doing what everybody else is doing. But notice that everybody else is doing that, right? Um, Women today have never been more unhappy Uh, more unfulfilled, more depressed, more racked with anxiety and guilt. This is not just me making that up. This is statistically uh, speaking. While at the same time, women have never been more successful in life financially, uh, degrees. Most college degrees now go to women, not even uh, men. Um, So unlike any time in history, more women are successful. But here's the thing. Um, If... Being that successful for men or women was really the, the, the trick to happiness. Well, why would we have so many people committing suicide? I mean, even famous, super wealthy people, the Anthony Bourdain, the Kate Spade, the Margot Kidder, remember uh, Lois Lane from Superman? Just on and on and on, right? These are famous people that, that you might know uh, who committed suicide despite supposedly having it all, right? So. So there's a veneer of success and you yourself may be experiencing that veneer of success, right? So you're kind of like playing a part, but it's your life and you're playing, p- 
playing a part of I am successful. Marriage requires you to know yourself, love yourself, and value yourself as a woman. I'm going to say that again. Marriage requires that you know yourself, love yourself, and value yourself as a woman. You see, the, the thing is, the current conventional wisdom has been telling you that your only value is basically the things that we value men for, professional success, financial success. And so the idea has been kind of like foisted on you that if you don't have the measures of success that men use to measure success, well, then you're not successful. And if your only success and points of pride about yourself are male measurements of success or masculine measurements of success, then you're basically anti-woman. You're basically like misogynist against yourself. Um, you, you see this in the current culture where there's like UFC fighters. I don't know if you know this, but there are UFC fighters, which basically they lock you in literally a cage and then men beat the living shit out of each other. They can kick, they can punch, they can knee someone. Every, it's bloody, it's brutal, it's barbaric, it's fascinating. But there's also women doing this. Like when you were a kid, did you think what I really want to do when I w grow up is beat the living crap out of another woman? Who wants to watch that? I don't know who wants to watch it, but a lot of people want to watch it. Now, men beating themselves, beating each other up to try to like, you know, be more masculine and stuff. This is as old as time. But now there's women doing it. Now there's women doing it and there's people watching it going, yes, I want to see this woman beat the living crap out of another woman and be bloodied and all of this stuff. This is bizarre, don't you think? It's kind of bizarre. So in the, in the culture where men are basically being encouraged to be more like women and women are being encouraged to be more like men, one of the things that happens is you lose a sense of what does it mean to be a woman. You lose a sense of pride in being a woman and you lose the ability to be a feminine woman who can understand, attract, and relate to a masculine man. Um, one of our clients is a, is a doctor. We work with uh, um, pretty much exclusively uh, professional women. So doctors, lawyers, accountants, teachers, social workers, you know, managers, um, not just like specific professions, but managers, directors, executives, that kind of thing. And so anyway, one of our, our clients, she said at her hospital now, um, she's, they're, they're, they're either coming down with a new rule or they're discussing that you can't even call women mothers in the, in the, um, uh, in the, uh, the, the, what is it called, where the, the department obstetrics or, or prenatal, you see how different it is for men? Like anyway, where, where babies are born, you can't call women mothers. You have to call them birthing, a birthing person. Um, so this is kind of like bizarre because it's stripping away things that only women can do and, and for most women, at least the women we work with, they're the ones that want to have a family. 
They're actually happy about wanting to have a family. Now, they're happy about wanting to have a family secretly because they've generally been married to their job and they're realizing that that ornaments thing, like having a guy as an ornament, that that approach is not working. And so um, in a society that is encouraging men to be more like women and encouraging women to be more like men, the loss of masculine feminine dynamics is real. Um, women are what we call the relationship establisher and navigator. But if you don't know that you are that role and you don't know how to do that, you're going to, to um, default into playing that role the way you play it at work. You're large and in charge, you're directing things, you're directing people, and that's simply not gonna work in a masculine, healthy masculine feminine dynamic. And you can see it in TV shows, in movies, uh, that the masculine feminine dynamic is all off and it's not working. That's the thing, it's not working. And so the emotional maturity that it takes to be in marriage is first to recognize that uh, if you're in a heterosexual marriage, then one person's the man and one person's a woman. One person's more masculine, one person's more feminine. But if they're both trying to be masculine, that's really not gonna work. If they're both only familiar with being masculine, that's not gonna work. And if the one who's supposed to be masculine is kind of not so masculine, and the one who's supposed to be feminine is kind of not so feminine, that's really not gonna work. Um, so emotional maturity, um, you can look at, at like four different ways of thinking about emotional maturity. One, are you aware of where you are in your life? Like, are you aware of the timeline of your life? And are you uh, kind of in, in, in touch with that? Um, so like, are you doing what everybody else is doing, basically walking down that path toward that cliff, you're going to go off the cliff and into the abyss. Um, so where are you in your life? Are you succeeding in the areas you want to be succeeding in? And, and if you are not succeeding in the areas that you want to be succeeding in, are you able to be honest with yourself about that, that you're not succeeding in this area that you want to be succeeding in, right? Um, emotional maturity requires that, as I said before, you know, love and value yourself as a woman, not just as a professional, not just because you have X number of dollars in the bank or own a house or, or two or three or travel to Paris or if you're in Paris, travel to New York, whatever. Um, but that you know, love and value yourself as a woman. And a lot of times women, and, and I don't blame you if you're like, I don't even understand what that means. That's okay. This is what we find very often in the women that we work with is that you're a little out of touch with what does that mean to know, love and value myself as a woman. What I can say right now is that those dreams that are inside of you that don't have anything to do with your, your material success, those dreams and desires, like what what wakes you up at night uh, in, in fear, in doubt, in worry, in, that stuff, the things that you really want inside, that, that is part of what makes you who you are. Not as a worker bee, not as a producer, but makes you who you are. The things that light you up, that's what makes you who you are. So do you know, love, and value yourself as a woman on the inside, not your exterior? Um, this is why our, the journey in working with us is becoming your own soulmate first. We teach our clients specific acts of self-love. Like, how do you do that? Everybody talked about self-love. They, they you know, post things on Instagram. They go for mani-pedis and they think self-love. But there's specific acts of self-love that really show that you value yourself inside. Um, 
And and here's the thing: when you what's inside, the desires you have inside, you treat it like an afterthought. You treat it like it's cheap. Uh, well, cheap gets cheap. If if you're spending more time, energy, and money furthering your career than you are furthering your uh, your your relationship life then what's going to happen is your relationship life, which is an afterthought, which is a, if I have time, is going to be way less successful than your career. Again, does that mean you have to give up your career? No. It just means you have to start to use the, the, the approach that you used in your professional life, which is I'm going to take this seriously and I'm going to go for it. That approach. So the, the emotional maturity is recognizing that your relationship life actually is important. Um, treating your insides, your dreams, your desires as if they were important. But if you treat them as if they're cheap, then you're going to attract men who think of you as cheap, who think of you as just, you know, just want you for sex or they'll hang out, you know, and, 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 and what you're being encouraged to do in this culture around that is not going to lead you where you think it's going to lead you. Um, so that's the second thing is know, love, and value yourself as a woman on the inside, your hopes, your dreams, all of that. Third thing is, is to get over your ego. Uh, you don't know everything. Now, look, I don't know everything. This is why I have somebody to do my taxes. I don't know everything. This is why I have a personal trainer to help me exercise. Because even though I want to exercise, I want to work out, I don't actually do it. And I don't know the right thing for me. And I have to get in touch with the limitations of matter in the, the, the body that I'm in. I have old herniated discs and compression fractures from football injuries. So I have specific needs that I have. Do you have specific needs because of, of injuries or trauma or experiences in the past? Well, then having a professional, uh, this is what we do with people, is, is help them navigate through the healing process, the, um, uh, the, the working around different things. We help women through that. But a lot of times what they say is like, well, I have to heal first, then I'll look for love. Like thinking like that we're like Domino's Pizza and you're going to just you know, start working with a love coach and then boom, you're going to get a guy like delivered to you in 30 minutes or less. This is a lack of emotional maturity. And I say that with a lot of love and a lot of respect because I know that that is what most people think. So I'm not hating on you. I'm not telling you that there's anything wrong with that. I'm telling you that that evinces a lack of emotional maturity because the healing process happens, like the healing process works you know, happens in the journey with us, but the healing process happens when you stop putting everything else in front of your hopes and dreams. You actually shortcut to your hopes and dreams the same way you did when you graduated high school, you went into college. Why? Because there's a certain momentum, right? You want to get it done because you want to get going, right? Because it's really important. Then you finished college, you went to uh, med school or grad school or something like that. Why? Because you want to get it done. You want to get moving. You finish whatever your formal schooling and then you went into your job and you started climbing a career why because you get it done it's really important and so look getting over your ego means you don't know everything and you're not great at everything so when you know that you're not so great at everything you accept some some support some help not just like chit chats at, at starbucks but some professional support um, in the area that, hey, it's not so great. And not that you don't want to be great, not that you're a bad person or anything like that. It's just that wanting to be great at something and actually being great at something are two completely different things. And you can look at your life, you can look at the evidence of the relationships that you had to say, 
Am I really great at picking guys? Am I really great at, at, at getting the second and third and fourth date with the guys that I really want to get? Most of the time, the answer is no. So getting over your ego means like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing with this. And you know what? You're in good company because as we talked about earlier, the, the whole system is kind of like broken. The things that you're encouraged to do are honestly the literal opposite of what would be uh, healthy for a healthy relationship. Um, and then, uh, look, when we talk about like my the example I had about my my back, right? So I have these back issues. So am I just whining and complaining about it, blaming the fact that I had football and this and that and a car accident? Am I blaming all that? Yeah, I did that for a little while. And then it was time to get into action, right? Get treatment, get help. This is why I have a, 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 um, a personal trainer and a doctor of physical therapy to help with that. Why? Because I happen to have needs that are maybe a little different than the average bear. What's the evidence of that? I have these injuries. I had these traumas. I had these things. So, and, and really the evidence is I'm not able to do what I want to do. If you're not able to do what you want to do, then the evidence is that you need some help in this area. Point blank, right? Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Doesn't mean that you're not successful. In fact, the, the fact that you are successful gives you an idea of how to be successful in this area. When you went to college, you didn't go to college with everybody else who wants to get a degree, but nobody in sight who has a degree. No, you got like you went in, there was professors and they actually had college degrees. They were specialists in the area. So you didn't go and ask your the guy at the dry cleaners, hey, can you teach me uh, whatever it is you learned in, in college? No. You went to someone who's a specialist in that area, and that's why women come to us, because getting a professional who's a specialist in the particular area that you want to be successful at is something that you've already done, right? You didn't go to med school and, and study under people who are like, I've watched a lot of doctor things, uh, doctor shows on TV, so I think I could probably do this. No, right? When you're getting advice from your friends uh, about love and relationships, and meanwhile, they're not in a great relationship themselves, or maybe they are, but they have no idea how it happened. They're just one of those people that got lucky. That's not going to really help you very much, right? You, you, would, you would never go to a doctor who said, um, I'm totally a specialist in this. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. I know this whole surgery thing down. Uh, I watch movies about it. I've read books about it. You'd go, that's it? You just got YouTube videos and books? That's not enough. This is really important. I need, if you're going to operate on me, if we're going to have surgery here, I need someone that someone has held you by the hand and helped you with that and tested you to see if your skills are up to par, right? But meanwhile, we treat our, our, our love lives, too many women treat their love lives like, I'll watch some YouTube videos, I'll watch some TED Talks, I'll read some books, I'm golden. Really? That's not how you, you're succeeding in your job. Why would you think you're going to succeed in this area that has a greater impact on your love, uh, on your, your happiness and fulfillment than your job? Your primary romantic relationship actually has a greater impact on your, your happiness and fulfillment in life more so than your health, more so than your wealth, more so than your professional uh, success, more so than anything else in your life, more than your health, yes, because they're your co-decision maker in life. So. Anyway, get over your ego. That's a big part of emotional maturity. It's just recognizing, I don't know everything, and I need some, some help. 
here's the other part, the, the fourth one in emotional maturity. Recognize that he doesn't have to be perfect, and neither do you. If you are thinking that he needs to be perfect in order to be your guy, then you're, by extension, thinking that you have to be perfect, and you're well aware that you're not perfect. And so what does that mean? You put this this pressure on yourself to be someone who you're not. Doesn't mean you can just be all slovenly in everything any more than you want him to be all slovenly, right? Uh, is that even a word, slovenly? Anyway, um, but you do have to be your best self, just like you want him to be his best self. Let me tell you something. While you're at work doing whatever it is you're doing, I'm looking at statistics and different things like this. In in Tinder, and I know you'd be like, oh, I don't pay attention to Tinder. It's just, it's it's a very popular dating app and it shows a lot of the mentality of most people. Um, in Tinder, uh, the women are all swiping, I forget what it is, left or right, but the kind like, I want that guy. Um, anywhere from five to as much as 20% of the same guy. So if there's 100 guys, all the women there are swiping the most on five to 20% of the guys. So 80% or more of the guys are getting barely a second look. So what does that mean? That means those guys have their pick of all the women on Tinder because they're, those are the guys that everyone is going for. In other words, the perfect guy, right? And, and so what does that mean? That means that you're missing out on some guys who a lot of times you'll think, oh, does that mean I have to lower my standards? No, it's you have to recognize that what's going on inside is what's more important. And if you think it's only guys that are only looking at the outside, you're missing the fact that you're doing the same thing too. And most women are. So this is about recognizing that he doesn't have to be perfect, but neither are you. And it's time to, to upgrade your decision-making framework. And you may tell yourself, I'm not just looking at looks. I wouldn't do Tinder. Well, if all the people who said they're not in Tinder were really not in Tinder, Tinder wouldn't be so popular, right? Because a lot of people say, well, I'm not on Tinder. No, there's no way I'm on Tinder. Well, somebody is. They're just on there secretly. Anyway, so everybody's per chasing the perfect man, checks all the boxes, and then they buckle under the pressure that you have to check all the boxes. And, uh, and what you don't realize is the things that you think that make you a great catch, most men don't even care about. You don't even know what are the things that men care about because, as we talked about, the society is encouraging women to measure their success on masculine measurements of success and thinking that, that your level of success, your type of success, your quality of success has to be just like his. But what matters to men, not what you think should matter, but what actually matters to men is beyond your comprehension. And how do we know that? Because you're not attracted to and attractive to the type and quality man that you really want for true love, marriage, and family. And part of that is the lack of emotional maturity that he doesn't have to be perfect and neither do you. So how do you be your best self? This is what we walk our clients through. How do you be your best self while accepting that you're not perfect? Um, if you are single and alone for a lot longer time than you've ever wanted, it's, it's pretty much 100% certainty that you really don't know what is it that's attractive to high-quality men and, 
and you yourself are not even able to see a high quality man because they don't quote unquote, check all of the boxes perfectly. And so you're looking at them through certain glasses and you're looking at yourself through certain glasses and you're making it virtually impossible for anybody to connect. Now, does that mean that it's your fault? Of course not. There's knuckleheads, there's jerks, there's guys who, who are liars, who are cheats and stuff like that. The question is, if, if all of those guys are out there, how is it that our clients, are, are finding great guys in every age range, in every city, in every state, in every country around the world. How are they finding them? Did they get the last one? Whenever you're watching this, the chances are in this week right here, one of our clients got into a serious relationship or engaged or married to a high quality, emotionally mature man. How did that happen? It happened because they prepared themselves to be their best self and they upgraded their decision-making framework, their picker, and they allowed themselves to value them, to know, love, and value themselves as a woman. Like we talked about becoming your own soulmate first, learning how to do self-love, learning about boundaries and how healthy boundaries work. The, the, the lack of healthy boundaries in our society is an epidemic. This is part of the reason why there's so much anxiety in our society because everybody's just running all over each other and women don't know how to have healthy boundaries and neither do men, but somebody's got to do it. So, uh, and before you talk about, well, why aren't men learning this? They are. You're just not seeing the ads, the, the, the books, the, the things that are, that are appealing to men because you're not a man. So nobody's aiming any of that stuff at you and you're simply not noticing that. But there are, just like we're love coaches for women, there's love coaches for men. And, uh, but the, the, the bottom line is you still are going to have to be your best self. Cause what if there is this man that is like doing all this work and he's like, you know, more emotionally mature and all that stuff. Well, why is he going to be interested in you if you're not doing the work on yourself, right? To be a, 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 the best version of yourself as a feminine woman, to be magnetic, to be radiant. Uh, this is what is the, the, the steps. Now, we have a five-step game plan um, plus a bonus six-step. And if you're really ready to up your emotional maturity game, you're going to want to watch this, uh, this masterclass. So it's our five-step game plan for going from single to soulmate, like I said, plus a bonus six-step that you really want to uh, take advantage of there. Um, and you want to recognize that walking into a masterclass like this is it's totally free but it's an opportunity for you to just be honest with yourself and look at yourself of like okay is this is this applying to me am i learning something here like what's happening how does it hit you because the five-step game plan works the thing that you've been doing it doesn't work how do you know that because we have walls full of happy clients and you have probably a wall or a whatever, a desk full of, you know, broken relationships, first dates that never go to second dates, uh, no dating at all. And again, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means that that approach that you're using simply doesn't work. And so I invite you to um, take a look at the five-step game plan um, and, and, and take off the part of you that's like, I know everything. Take off the, the part of you that's like... Uh, uh, 
you know, somehow there's there's something wrong with me because maybe there's shame about the fact that you're this age and you're not married or you've been married more than once or once or more than once or whatever. Maybe there's there's a, a hopelessness about like it's been so long. I've had all of these bad things happen. Um, you know, I've had I've had trauma. I've had abuse. And and, you know, what I want to say is now it's not I, obviously the same thing, but. Um, but I had, I mentioned, you know, I had these, have these back issues and it's going to be with me forever. So I, I just get extra help in those areas. So, so we have helped women that have had abuse and I'm not comparing abuse or trauma or anything, but a super high level of, of trauma abuse that has, would take your breath away. And we've had women that haven't had any, you know, as clients who haven't had any of that, that stuff. They just are like, hey, I'm just not picking the right guys. Like something's wrong. My picker's broken. Um, and so wherever you're at there, the five-step game plan is what it takes to be successful. But the, the game plan or lack of a game plan that you're using right now is, is the way to be not successful. And you just look around at the women around you and what's happening and if you want true love, marriage, and family, I encourage you to take a look at the uh, five-step game plan. I'll put the link below so you can uh, go to it um, and and check it out. It's totally free. It's about an hour. Uh, you want to be totally dedicated to it. Like don't um, don't be like having it on while you wash the dishes or watch a show or anything like that or driving or whatever. Just sit home at, at, at home on your laptop or maybe even on your phone or something and just watch it and, and give yourself the, the time to devote to it as if it were important because this is a big part of emotional maturity is recognizing that your inner world, your life of what it is that you want, your dreams, these are actually important. And, 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 and you know, a lot of times people, well, I'm not going to, like I had one woman on, on Facebook say, I'm not going to, revolve my entire existence around finding a man to give me validation and nobody said that it's just treated as an afterthought or treated as it's important if you treat it as an afterthought you're going to be an afterthought you're going to get guys that want you for one thing guys that don't call back guys that ghost you you're going to get that because you're treating this as an afterthought if you treat it as important it's not like someone saying like how can I eat? I have to go to work. Well, eating is important, and so is going to work. So you can do both of those things, but you have to treat it as it's important, right? Uh, <clears throat> okay, so I think I made that point. But five-step game plan, check it out. It's a masterclass we created just for you. If you are that professional, successful woman who um, – is really looking for a way out of the current reality that you see yourself in. Now, look, if you're like, you know, one missed paycheck away from sleeping in your car or getting kicked out of your place, this is not for you simply because you need to really focus on getting your financial structures in place or you're on disability or something like that. You really need to focus on, on maybe getting your health back or anything like that. But if you're at a place where you're like, man, I'm having whatever challenges, struggles in life, but... Um, but really the biggest uh, point of, of frustration for me is I really want love. I really want a man I can count on. I really don't want to go through life alone. Then you're going to want to get the five-step game plan to go from single to soulmate far faster than you ever thought possible. Take a look at the link or uh, listen for the link and um, enjoy. All right. Take care. Bye for now. 
Thank you for joining us on Single to Soulmate. And listen, if you're ready to move your life forward in a significant way, you're going to want to check out our brand new masterclass. We're giving you the five-step game plan that you need to go from single to soulmate. All you have to do is go to singletosoulmate.com forward slash learn. That's singletosoulmate.com forward slash L-E-A-R-N learn and sign up for the masterclass you'll get a 24-hour exclusive pass to to watch that and learn your five steps to go from single to soulmate faster than you ever thought possible enjoy